starting us on our way, amen, on this first Sunday of August. I don't know what happened to the summertime, but it really has uh, gone by very swiftly. The Bible says in Psalm 136, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endure forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endure forever. Why don't you stand this morning, those of you who are in person, amen, as we praise the Lord in song. This is the day that the Lord has made. Church, amen. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord one more time. What did you come here to do? Praise Him. Well, let, let, let us praise the Lord. Let us bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for a beautiful day you created. We thank you for the blood that runs warm in our veins. We thank you, dear Lord, for a portion of health and strength. We thank you, dear Lord, if we were hungry, there was a little bit of food in the cupboard. We thank you, dear Lord, we turned on the ignition and the car started. We thank you, dear 
Lord, there's clothes in the closet. We thank you, dear Lord, for a right mind that says, I need to be in the house of the Lord and to give my praise. Thank you, dear Lord, for this opportunity. An opportunity we've not seen before, dear Lord. Nor will we ever have this chance again to praise you and to lift you up, to give you the glory in the midst of his children. So we thank you, dear Lord, for all your many blessings. Too many to count, but we're going to keep thanking you. In season, out season, we're going to keep giving you the glory and the praise. We ask that you would bless the pastor, dear Lord. Blessing, anoint him afresh, dear Lord. Give him all that he needs. And dear Lord, blessing from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, dear Lord. His family. Concerns. Bless Second Baptist Church of Bless its foundation from the day of its inception, dear Lord, when we wrote our Bible verses on the floor. And they're still there. Where we said that your word will never change. We're standing on your promises right now. When praying days are over, there's nowhere else to go but straight into your arms. We wish to hear thy good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'm now going to make you ruler over many. What a day, what a day that will be. But in the meantime, we're here to give you thanks and the praise, dear Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, he's a righteous God. He's a good God. But if you've never been through anything, you don't know what he's capable of doing. And he can overcome anything. I have overcome this world in Christ Jesus. Thank you for remaining standing for our, our reading today. It's entitled The Lord's Supper because this is the first Sunday. And it's our communion Sunday. And we will remember what the Lord has done for taken from 1 Corinthians, it says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. Do this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chased of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another. Everyone? 
under condemnation, and the rest will I set in order when I come. Amen. Seven blessed assurance. May God bless you.
Hallelujah. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. This is my story. You may be seated. This is my song. Praising my Savior. All the, anybody come to praise the Lord this morning? Amen. Well, mighty God that we serve. Amen. We're going to have our welcome this morning, and uh, Deacon Robin and Sister Nancy Busby are going to give us our welcome this morning. Amen. You didn't know that, did you? Yeah, okay. <laughs> told me she's last. She's always first in our house. <laughs> we welcome everybody that's here today and those on live stream. This is a house of joy. Even in our prayer sessions this morning, we talked about this. It is just wonderful to know that you have the Lord as your Savior, as your shield, and as your wisdom, and as your love. And that's exhibited here each and every Sunday great community we have. We also have a saying here. So for whether you are on live stream or here in the service, my wife has something to tell you. We welcome you all. Um, the first time you're here, you're a visitor. The second time, you're considered family. Thank you for coming and enjoy the service. We want to thank Deacon Busby and Deaconess, amen, Nancy Busby, for our welcome this morning. We just, listen, we are just grateful, thank Anybody just grateful that the Lord woke you up this morning? Amen. Just praising God for all of his blessings. The Lord certainly has been mighty good to each and every one of us. Amen. You know, we've been talking for the last week. We've been promoting, actually, our, our SBCOD golf outing. Uh, that is coming up, as we see on the screen, that we are together here in Christ. You know, that's our theme for 2023, that we are together in Christ. You know, uh, Satan would have nothing more than to try to tear everything up, you know. But uh, he can't do it unless we allow him to. Amen. So we just got to step up our game a little bit. We're going to ask if Sister Lavinia Thompson will come and uh, Sister Danielle Piku. Amen. Uh, regarding our upcoming golf outing. Good morning, church. Good morning. Uh, we are so excited. There's less than uh, three weeks away for our golf outing, and so we are so, so excited. Um, and we just wanted to tell you a few things. So, um, So we wanted to thank all of those that have already registered to golf or have signed up for the banquet or have sponsored. We truly appreciate everyone's um, engagement and involvement in this activity. This is like one of the best activities of the year. Um, for those of you who have ever attended, you have got to say this is probably the best, the funnest. <laughs> the best, the funnest, because you're outside. You're having a lot of fun fellowshipping, but it's doing something fun, and that's the, the best part about it. Now, I, and 
I also think it's the best because it's the one that we organized together. So <laughs> of course I would say that. Um, so we are starting to put together the foursomes. So if anyone is going to be golfing with us, please, please, please get your foursomes in. If you are golfing alone and you want to golf but you don't have your, a foursome, sign up. We will definitely put you with a foursome because we do have some twosomes, some threesomes out there, and some other onesomes that we'd like to put you together um, and make a group. And I need to get that information to the, the golf pro at the Bucks Club. So please, please, please do your best to register now. And so you're probably trying to say, okay, how do I register? It's really simple. All you have to do is there's a QR code on the golf table. Just scan this QR code. It'll take you to um, the, the site where you can register. And you'll look at it and you'll say, hey, this looks familiar. This is how I pay online for my regular offerings. Yes, it's the same one. Just click on the down arrow to the golf classic or the golf add-in. Select that, and then you'll be able to pay. And then in the memo section, just tell us that you have a foursome, put the names in. If you have a twosome, put the names in. And if it's just you alone, just put your own name in, and we will make sure that we um, make a group for you. Okay, so um, I will also say the other way to do it is to use your good trustee. Envelope. <laughs> Offering envelope, just put in the other column, JJ Golf Classic, and then um, put the amount there. And if you have a foursome, or it's just you, just say golf or whatever. And um, we will get that and process it right away. So the other thing that I wanted to mention is um, for those that are coming to the banquet, so the golfers come to the banquet, and then there's banquet goers that go to the banquet. So we are so excited this year. We have a lot of things to raffle off. We have our 55-inch smart TV, Samsung, that's available. We have three Echo Dots. We have um, several Roku's and Amazon Fire Sticks. We have a Wawa basket, a Chick-fil-A basket, gift cards from PJ Willingham's. We also have um, a, a wine tasting that's being offered, and I see him right over there. <laughs> so we thank you so much. Um, and then there's, we have Tree Trails Adventures. Um, as well for some of the, the young folks that want to um, do some outdoor activities. The other thing I'll mention is please see a, a committee member. Um, if you have any questions about golfing, and I'll just run through their names real quick, Michelle Lewis, Daniel Piku, Irma Shannon, Mike Shannon, Sherry Orr, Lois Jones, of course, um, Amber Thompson, Jackie Kettle, and me. Um, but last but not least, for the volunteers, and yes, we have lots of volunteers that are, are going to be servants to you that day, and those volunteers, um, I'll let Danielle show you, will be getting a t-shirt, okay? You will also be getting your Jimmy Jones wrist bracelet as well. Um, so we ask that you, at the end of the service, if you go to the golf table to get your packet, okay, so you can be all ready for the golf outing. Okay? Anything else? Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, okay. So the other thing I wanted to talk about is the women's minister. 
the women's ministry is going to have an August tea. Um, So we're going to have our August tea. We have invited Robin Johnson to come back again. Why? Because she was so awesome the first time. We wanted to have her come back to talk to us again. So she will come, and we are going to have a tea, a tea party. So wear your hats and come out with us on Saturday, August the 12th, okay, which is the second Saturday in August. We're excited about having you come. We're going to have little tea sandwiches and a tea service. So um, if you have any questions and you want more information, please contact Joan Toller, and she will uh, provide you with any answers to any questions that you may have. Okay? All righty. Thank you so much, and have a great day today. like to thank Sister Lavinia and Sister Danielle, amen, and uh, ask that you would please take note of the events uh, that we have. Also, our scholarship ministry is sponsoring a trip to Sight and Sound Theater on Thursday, October 5th to see the play Moses. So if you have not signed up, you need to get signed up right away. I'm sure there's probably some space still available, but I'm sure there's not a lot of space that's available. So please make sure that you Sign up. You can see uh, Sister Stacy uh, Marshall if you would like to sign up. This uh, past week, we had our vacation Bible school that took place here at Second Baptist. We had an outstanding time. I think I've shared with you in the past, I love vacation Bible school. Uh, Sister Emma and I have been doing vacation Bible school probably for the last 35 years uh, straight. And so we enjoy it working as a team and then the uh, the team that we had working with us, our, our teachers and uh, our teen assistants and those that helped in so many ways. I'm going to ask that Sister Hamlin would come and just to uh, give us a little information. And then we have a PowerPoint that we want to show you with uh, some of the kids' activities. Just a little summary of our week at Vacation Bible School. It was the theme, Armor of God. And our kids really did put on the armor of God. We made armor, and we wore it. We um, swung it around. We, uh, <laughs> we talked about it, but we also sang songs about it. And our kids were really engaged. Um, there were only a handful, maybe a couple of the kids that were at the uh, VBS are here, but usually we have them all come up and um, share a little bit about what they did, and they did learn their Bible verse, which is Ephesians 6, 11, and I'm very proud of them, and there was a song that they enjoyed singing, so the video will show some of the pictures, but before we uh, do the um, PowerPoint, I just want to thank our teachers and our parents that were involved in the, in the fun week. I know um, the kids really enjoyed it, and I think our helpers and teachers did as well. So thank you for that. And um, I don't know that we have music to the PowerPoint, but you can see some of the, some of the pictures that will um, show some of the fun that we had.
and you're the shield of faith. I confess there are maids and shields of faith and other special armor. Making my sword of the spirit. Spirit arrows and guns. Primary teacher. You made the belt of truth. Back to the craft room and made some more crafts, more armor, more armor. <laughs> and some over and over. <laughs> then we put on our helmet of salvation and we raise our sword of the spirit. for your support. Again, we want to say thank you to all of our teachers. Uh, if any of them are here, I see some are here, are helpers, assistants, or parents. We thank God for each and every one of you. We had an outstanding time and had a good time. Uh, I had the assignment of doing audio, video, and playing the games with the kids. And so... We had a, a wonderful time there. God blessed us with some beautiful weather, and we just enjoyed ourselves. Had a little picnic, indoor picnic, on Friday, uh, and a dinner with the parents uh, and the children. So we are just grateful and thankful for all that the Lord has done. You know, when we think about God's thankfulness, we ought to think about how he has blessed us in so many different ways. One of the ways that God has blessed us with is that he has provided for us financially to be able to take care of the things that we need to take care of um, in our homes and uh, other endeavors that we may have. And so we need to take time and just give back to God. Amen. 
just thanking God because he has blessed us and brought us uh, such a long way. So as we look at our tithes and our offerings for today, as you see, there are certainly there are three ways that you can give here at the church. You can give here as you are in person. In the back of the church, we have an offertory box. We would ask that you would please place your tithes and your offerings uh, in that box before you leave for today. Uh, or those of you who are watching online today, we uh, pray that you just click on the Tithely button there on the website and you can submit your tithes and offerings or you can send them in by mail. So we're just grateful and thankful for the opportunity to give. And so let us look to the Lord in prayer. Turn about our Father. Lord, we just say thank you, Lord, for all of your blessings. We thank you for your grace and for your mercy. We thank you, God, for allowing us to be stewards that which you have so generously given to us. And we ask, God, a special prayer that you would just bless and continue to bless those that gave. Bless those who had a desire to give but had it not. And so, Lord, we realize that everything we have, it comes from you. And so as we give back to you, God, I know you require of us to be good stewards of those things that you have blessed us with. Lord, it is our intention to help to build up your kingdom while we are here on earth. For we ask these things in the precious name of your son, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Let the church say, Amen, Amen, Amen. Pastor Paul is here today, man. He's going to bless us in song. Come on, let's thank the Lord for Pastor Paul. Let's bless the Lord. Give him a hand clap praise. Hallelujah. Great is the Lord. He's greatly to be praised. I want to sing a song this morning that talks about waiting. I know there's something that you don't particularly enjoy doing, but it's different when you're waiting on the Lord. Isaiah says, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up wings as an eagle, running not to then the psalmist says, wait, I say on the Lord, and be of good courage while you're waiting. So this song simply says, I don't mind waiting on the Lord.
Church family. Now don't mind waiting and trusting on the Lord. A great way to start today. Let us look to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, we want to start with thank you. Thank you for giving us one more week, one more day one more hour or just one more chance to seek you. Dear Lord, as we stand before you today, we come as willing servants. We come here to enhance our knowledge, to embolden our faith, to build our will, to be what you would have us to be. And so as we listen to Pastor Hamlin today, Lord, please give him all of your wisdom. Give him the strength, the power, the conviction that he has to push, to give us better understanding of who you would have us to be. Lord, give us that will, that want, 
that desire to continue to grow closer to you. And as we listen and we take it all in, Lord, please give us the, that will and strength to go forward and be a good example of what those who serve you are. And when it is all done, Lord, we look to you. We look to be with you. And in your name we pray. Amen.
on, let's give the Lord some praise. I got something to thank. Anybody have anything to thank the Lord for this? I got something to thank God for. How about you? With every head bowed, every heart made as humble as you can. Turn to God our Father, Lord, we do have something to thank you for. We thank you for life, God, and we thank you for this day, this opportunity, Father God, to come together and to worship and to lift up your name and praise and adoration. We thank you, Lord God, for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. But, Lord, we need to hear a word from you. Lord, in this difficult time in which we find ourselves living, we need to hear a word from you. Lord, open our hearts today, and as your word comes forth, God, it is my prayer if there's someone here under the sound of my voice who does not know you personally, and the pardoning of their sin. The Lord, you would speak to their heart that upon hearing your words, someone would cry out this morning, Lord God, I yield, I yield. What must I do to be saved? For we ask this in the mighty, matchless, marvelous name of Jesus, who is the Christ. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Come on, let the church say amen. I'm certainly glad to see each and every one of you that is here today, man. For those who are watching and listening by live stream, we thank the Lord for you as well. How many of you know at this very moment that the devil is busy in our lives, amen? I don't know. I didn't see anybody even move their eyebrows, amen? Now, I know the devil is busy. Let me say it again. How many of you know right now that the devil is busy? Amen. Trying to tear everything up in your life. Amen. He's doing his best to come after you. And the reason why he has stepped up his game is because his time is winding down. Amen. That the Lord has everything planned. Everything has fallen into place the way that it should. We are living in a last day scenario. Amen. And the truth is, the last days really started when Israel came back to be a nation in 1948, amen. That started to kick off then these last days, as the Lord said, that before he comes, he's going to bring his people back to Israel, amen. And so here they are, they're there. They've been there now for a while, and we are pressing on. As we look around us, we can see that things are moving at a rapid pace, that we have prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes each and every day, amen. And so it is, then, the devil has stepped up his game, his attack against us, amen. You know, the Apostle Paul, I'm sorry, the Apostle John, in John chapter 10, verses 7 to 10, he lets us know what the ultimate game plan is that Satan has for you and for me, amen. He has a plan that he wants to use against us, but we know that God has another plan, amen, and that he's able to help us no matter what it is that Satan may throw our way. If you'd be so kind and stand with us as we look at the Gospel of John in the 10th chapter, I want to lift this morning just verses 7 through 10, and I want you to listen as we hear the words of the Lord. 
Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you that I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door, and by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Let me say that again. Church, the thief, that's Satan. The thief cometh not but for to what? To steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Amen. I want you to turn to your neighbor this morning and say, neighbor, tell him, get your identity back. Amen. Tell your neighbor to get your identity back. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Get your identity back. Amen. You know, identity theft is something that we've heard a whole lot about over the past number of years in the media. And when I worked at my other job, amen, as a parole officer for many years, I had countless cases of identity theft on my caseload. I had one woman in particular on parole who had 144 counts of identity theft. You see, when thieves steal your identity, some of the things that they do is they open up a new credit card account using your name, your birth date, and your social security number. Some of the things they do is that they call your credit card company pretending to be you and change the mailing address. They'll call and get cell phone service in your name. They'll open up a bank account in your name and begin to write bad checks from that account. Identity theft can be a devastating thing in your life. And the real tragedy of identity theft is that you may never realize that it happened to you until you discover and receive bills for a credit card that you never had or until you get a bad credit report, amen, for debts you never created, or until that billing cycle passes and you don't receive a statement and charges appear that you did not even authorize. You see, identity theft can be very subtle in the beginning. And before you know it, you find yourself attempting to prove your identity. Identity theft, my brothers and my sisters, can also take place on a spiritual level. Matter of fact, it's been going on since the beginning of humankind. Because one of the classic and biblical ways to understand Satan as a thief is when John the Evangelist writes that the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Peter himself writes that your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking at to whom it is he may 
devour. You see, the devil seeks to steal our likeness in Christ. Satan is the original identity thief. And he would like nothing more than to corrupt the image of God in you. He would like nothing more than to drain your spirit. He would like nothing more than to derail you from becoming like Christ. You see, to be like Christ is the essence of Christianity. That's what we strive for. And according to the New Testament, the religious experience of the earliest Christians derived from and depended upon Christ Jesus. Paul put it this way, that the early believers were in Christ. Amen. And so if you read your Bibles, you're going to find that uh, Paul talking about the fact that Christians ought to be in Christ. As a matter of fact, the words in Christ is found eight times in Galatians. It's found 34 times in Ephesians and 18 times in Colossians. When you are in Christ, church, it means that you have an identification with Christ. It means that God has acted in such a way that we have become identified with Christ. Amen? That's why the Bible can say in Ephesians 2, 5, 6, listen to what it says. And even when we were dead and our sins have quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved. Amen. That we are raised up with him and we are seated, uh, us with him in the heavenly places of Christ. Amen. You see, the new position in Christ is the fulfillment of Jesus' promise to his disciples. Jesus promises disciples something. In John chapter 14, verse 20, listen to what he promised them. He said that on that day that you will realize, watch this church, that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Amen? So church, that means that you and I as believers, we are in Christ. Amen? Not only are we related to Christ, but we also look like Christ. Amen? i got to stop there for a minute to tell you this, that this is the missing agreement, agreement in the local church today. What's missing in the local church today is that we no longer look like Christ. Amen, somebody? We identify with everybody but Christ. The church no longer wants to look like a church. Amen? There used to be a time when people would look at us and tell that we were different, that there's something different about them that's good. Amen? But now the church wants to look like the world. And the reality is we have too many churches that on Sunday resemble a corporate conference or a motivational speaker in the pulpit. We have too many churches now that on a Sunday resemble that you had a Jay-Z and Beyonce concert. Amen? I know some of y'all wanted to be there. Amen in here, somebody. Or a Hollywood production. We got too much of the world in us and not enough of Jesus in us. Amen. That's why Jesus took the time to warn his disciples in our text in verse 10. Listen again what he said. Amen. He said in verse 10 that the thief cometh 
not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Amen. Now, you and I, we already know what a thief is. And the devil takes aim at us each and every day, church. Amen. And his design for us is to steal, is to kill, and is to destroy. Amen. Does anybody in here this morning know that the devil will lie to you? Do you know that the devil will deceive you? Do you know that the devil will steal from you? That the devil will entrap you? That the devil will tempt you? That the devil will turn you against one another? That he will blind you to the will of God? That's what he wants to do. And what's worse is that we have a complacency today that exists within the household of faith. Amen? Church, we have become complacent. Amen? We're walking around as though we no longer need to worry about what the devil wants to do to us. Amen? We've got to understand today, church, that no matter who you are or who you think you are, the devil's design is to kill you, is to steal from you, and to destroy you. Amen? When I look around this world that we have today, amen, I see more and more that the devil is robbing God's children of their identity. He's taking it. And there's a problem of identity theft that he has attacked in the church, amen? I got to tell you something. I've never seen so many folks today talking about I'm searching for my identity, trying to find myself. Trying to find out who I am. I don't know who I am or what I'm supposed to be. I've never seen so many today running after self-help books and self-CDs and 10 steps to success. Uh, be loosed and delivered services, amen. Sermons and workshops that will change your life. Visiting, watching Dr. Phil, Dr. Oprah, Dr. Quack, whoever it may be. Amen. Satan has infiltrated the church. In a subtle way. And we have become desensitized. You know, I was thinking, I was watching the news the other day, and they were showing, this is almost every day. You turn on uh, Channel 6, Action News. They go through about six, seven murders. Amen. All kind of scenes. You see bullets lying all around, people laying dead in the streets. And you know what? We don't even blink an eye anymore. Amen. It used to be we would be concerned about what was going on. But we have become desensitized in this life and the things that are going around. Because Satan is doing this so much, he has stepped up the game. We see it all around us, amen? We see it all the time. The church at one time used to stand up for something. Now the church falls for everything, amen? The church used to honor integrity and values, but now it's no longer a part of the expectations, amen? I heard a pastor not too long ago, he uh, pastors a large megachurch, and he was asked, how come you don't have any obvious uh, religious artifacts in the church? How come there's no crosses or anything uh, talking about Jesus or uh, there in the sanctuary? And you know what he said? He said, it was done by design in an effort not to offend anyone in the sanctuary. That's where we are, church. He said he just preaches, live your best life sermons, and people flock there every day because that's what they want to hear. They got itching ears. Amen, somebody? 
we are losing, church, our identity to Christ more and more. Everybody around you talking about, I just want to live my best life and, and have what I have. And I'm living my, just as proud as can be, I'm living my best life. Amen? But the Bible says that the best is yet to come for every believer. Amen? The songwriter said that there is a brighter day ahead. Amen? Now, it would seem to me that the devil has even stolen the believer's hope for tomorrow. Amen? That he is busy trying to rob you of your joy and your strength. Amen? You know, I read recently, there was an example in nature that might help us understand the process of how the thief steals, kills, and destroys. Most of you know that a oyster, some of y'all like to eat oysters, amen. Uh, I, don't, I can't handle that stuff they just be dropping in there. But Now, if you fry it up, now that's, that's a different story, amen. But, but most of you know the oyster is a two-piece shellfish, amen. And the major predator of the oyster is the starfish. Now, muscle for muscle, muscle for muscle, amen, the oyster has a more powerful muscle. You can't get that shell open. You can pry it, and then you ever see somebody trying to open up an oyster? I mean, they're breaking off knives and everything else trying to get it open. Now, the starfish doesn't have as strong a muscles as the oyster has, but it has five arms. And in those five arms, there are muscles there, not one of them as strong as, but what the, what the starfish will do, it'll grab a hold of that oyster. And it will begin to put pressure all around it while it relaxes some of the other muscles. And it just stays on it. And it continues to go on and on until the oyster finally gets exhausted and no longer can open up and close its shell. And then the starfish breaks in and it devours it. I want to tell you this morning, likewise, my brothers and my sisters, the constant pressure from sin, the constant pressure from the world, the constant pressure from the devil is always trying to seek ways to drag us down so he can break in and devour us. You see, Satan's stealing process is a gradual one. He'll entice us of our senses, our sight, our smell, our touch, our taste. And just like back in the days of Adam and Eve, the devil has not changed his deceptive ways. Amen. He's not doing anything new. He's using the same okie doke that he used way back there in the beginning. I could picture Eve there in the Garden of Eden. And she's looking at that delicious looking fruit from a distance. Then as she came to the tree, she thought it smelled good. And she touched it. And she plucked it off and she ate it. She tasted it. Y'all don't hear what I'm trying to tell you. What appeared at first to be harmless little fruit led to the expulsion of Adam and Eve from the paradise that God had created for them. Amen. Listen to me. The devil is determined, church, to destroy you and everything you love, everything that is good, everything that is holy, everything that is perfect and pure, everything that has power. He's trying to take it from you, and he's trying to take your family out right now. Amen. The devil wants to destroy you and to take your 
identity. Amen. But I thank God because the Lord woke me up this morning. And he told me to come in here to this place because it's time to get your identity back. Hallelujah. Jesus wants to take you to take off what the devil put on. And he wants you to put back on everything that the devil took off. Jesus Christ Church came for one purpose, and that is to annihilate the works of the devil in your life. Amen. That's why he's here. I want you to listen to something on 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. Listen to what it says. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. It says, the one who does what is sinful is of the devil. Because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. And the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Amen? Church, when Jesus hung on that cross, he said, it is finished. Amen? In other words, he's saying, it is done. It is finished. Well, what did he do, Pastor? Let me tell you. He destroyed the work of the enemy for all of eternity. And we have, church, abundant life with Christ that was established a long time ago. In the Garden of Eden, humanity was crowned with glory. In the Garden of Eden, we received the promotion that the devil wanted. In the Garden of Eden, we became God's beloved favorites. In the Garden of the Eden, somebody didn't like it, amen, but it was on the cross that our identity was restored. On the cross, you and I, we gained abundant life. On the cross, the identity thief would render powerless. On the cross, we gained authority to identify with Christ. So church, I just came this morning to tell you that I don't know about you, but I thank God for my identity. Hallelujah. I know who I am, and I know whose I am. I want the world to point at me and say, he looks just like his father, amen. He looks like his father. He talks like his father. He walks like his father. My father says, high, and he looks down low. It's time to get your identity back. I'm so glad that one day on that cross that Jesus gave back my identity. He willingly gave his life so that you and I may have life and have it more abundantly. So I just stopped by to tell you, I'm ready to get my identity back. Is there anybody here today that's ready to turn it over to Jesus and get your identity back? We came a mighty long way, but we still have a little way to go. And if you don't mind giving God praise, and you don't mind thanking God, and you don't mind praising Him, and you don't mind lifting your hands, if you don't mind moving your feet, if you don't mind shouting for the Lord, somebody have to give the Lord a shout. Somebody have to say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for blessing me. Church, it's time. It's time. To get your identity back. Stand with me this morning. We ought to thank him for this day. We ought to thank him for yesterday. And we ought to thank him for tomorrow. Somebody told me, and I experienced this for myself. He's still a burden bearer. He's still a heart fixer. And a mind regulator. <laughs> Take back what the devil stole from you. Take back your home, take back your spouse, take back your children, 
Take back your friends, take back your job, and turn it over to Jesus. Church, it's time to get your identity back. Amen. You know, Lord is speaking to us today in this time in which we live. Satan is busy. He's looking to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But listen, in these last days we're living in, can I say this to you? Please, don't give up. Don't give in. Don't you dare allow Satan to win. Amen. We have the power of the whole mighty God. He's able to overcome anything that Satan may throw your way. Amen. So the Lord may be speaking to you today and you want to get your identity back. If you never received nor accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, now is the time to come to give your heart, to give your life to him. Maybe you live in this community and you don't have a church home. We all need a church home, a place, a covering in our lives. So if the Lord is speaking to you to come, we invite and encourage you to listen. Come and get your identity back in Christ Jesus. Amen. Because the Lord is willing to receive and accept you just as you are. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise. Amen. Amen. Sister Hamlet, if you come up with Sister Nah for me, please. Amen. God bless you. You all may be seated. Amen. Let me share with you how powerful God works. You know, this past week we were in vacation Bible school and we were sharing the lessons of God. And Sister Na, who was standing there with Sister Hamlin, assisted us in vacation Bible school. She did an excellent job. Knows God's word. Amen. Her children know God's word. I was so impressed with them all week long. They answered every question that came up, amen. They had a hand up and they answered it correctly, amen. So Sister Na, I know, is doing a wonderful job in raising with her children who know the Lord even at this time. And we are just grateful and thankful that Sister Na, of course, you know, I was doing a little work doing vacation Bible school and speaking to folk, uh, about what their connection is to God and, and all. And I also want to say that uh, we had another young lady who's not here today, Sister uh, Mia, Brother Tremaine's daughter, Mia, favors, amen. Sister Mia uh, came to Sister Hamlin during the course of the week and wanted to give her heart and her life over to the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. We ought to thank God for that, amen. <laughs> Mia told us that she was not going to be able to be here for today. Uh, but uh, after Sister Hamlet talked to her and prayed a, a prayer of acceptance of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, Mia came in the room just smiling from ear to ear. Brother Tremaine said, I have never seen her smile like that before in a long time. But she came running in and just as happy to give her heart and her life over to the Lord Jesus Christ. I said, we got to give the Lord praise and thank him for his blessings. Amen. Sister Na, we just want to thank God uh, for you. If there's anything you would like to share, uh, Deke, if you'll give her that microphone there. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you. Um, 
Samuel, I'll figure out what to call you. Um, it's, been, it's been such a pleasure to, to visit this church. I visited about 10 years ago um, with a young lady I was mentoring as um, youth, through youth leadership, and um, it, felt, it felt at home. At that point, I was part of the Mennonite Church in Dorstown. It's still home. It's always going to be my community. That's where my kids' grandparents are from. Um, I always felt like I, I'm originally from Ghana, West Africa, and um, as an immigrant, originally North Carolina, and then moving here, it, I always felt like I'm missing a connection of family. Um, in back home, when we do church, we do church. Like it's church is like a whole experience. It's a whole Sunday. You eat, then you take a nap, and you do church. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so I've been looking for that, and I've never felt that anywhere. And I've worshipped in many places. I've always um, had a lot of kind people. I've always had friends. I've just never felt like I'm home. And I remember that I'm going through a really rough time in life, and I was in a lot of pain, lying in bed, and all I heard was, get up and go. And I got up. I told the, the kids I'm going to church. They weren't even dressed. Um, they were still in their pajamas, and they said, Mommy, we're coming with you. And we got in the car, and we came here. And I felt God so close to me all the time. And I'm so grateful that my kids can have people who um, who just accept them for who they are, for what they are, and we're very grateful to be here. Amen. Amen. We're Sister Na, and that's her daughter, Nia, and Daniel, and Ziggy. All right? So I learned some names uh, on this this week as well. Amen. But listen, we just want to say to you that we thank God for you. Our, our deacons will, uh, and deaconess will meet with you after church today, and uh, we will set up your new members' classes and all, and we will speak to you then. So come on, let's thank the Lord for Sister Na and her children. Amen. 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 You all may be seated at this time. Amen. Amen. What a mighty God that we serve. I uh, shared with uh, Deacon Sharp the other day that most people come to accept Jesus Christ by the age of 18. And so that's why it's so important that we work with our young people, uh, that they know and their foundation. I'm going to tell you, these young people are sharp. They know God's word, and they know, they know this, that Jesus loves me. And they know that. And God speaks to young people as well. Amen. And so we're grateful and thankful. We're going to ask our deacons and deaconess to prepare themselves for the period of Holy Communion. As we are preparing ourselves for Holy Communion, it is my prayer that you would just invite the Lord into your heart at this time and as we partake of this. And if there's anything that's hindering you or holding you back from worshiping God and just partaking of this communion. The Lord says, if you've got something against somebody, you can go to them even right now. Amen. You are excused to work it out. And so we thank God for the opportunity to be able to partake and participate in the Lord's Supper on this day.
Lord, have mercy on me. Upon the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus and they said unto him, Master, where shalt thou we prepare to eat the Passover? Jesus said unto them to go into the city to such a man and to say unto him, The master saith, My time is at hand. I will eat the Passover at thy house along with thy disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples went to Jesus. He said unto them, Take eat, this is my body that is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And he also said for them to examine themselves and to eat of this bread and to drink of this cup. Amen. We will have a prayer of thanksgiving for the bread and the wine. We'll be led by Deacon Booker Ferrier. Bow our heads. Father God, we give you all the praise, honor, and glory because you're so worthy to be praised. And Father, on this communion Sunday, we just honor you. We cannot make the sacrifices or repay the sacrifices you made for us, but by taking communion, we're doing our best to honor you, Father God. We ask that you help us clear our minds so that we can be totally focused on you. The sacrifices you made for us, your broken body, your broken bones, the blood you shed. We did that so that we could have eternal and everlasting life with you. And Father, we're so thankful for that. So we ask, and we just thank you for all that you've done for us, what you have in store for us. And we just ask that we clear our minds as we focus on you as we take this communion. Father, we love you. We praise you. We honor you. We ask all these things in your son's precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Has everyone been served as anyone who does not have a communion element? On the night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. And he gave it unto them, saying, Take, eat, this is my body that was broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Let us eat together. And likewise, he took the cup and he blessed it and he gave it unto them, saying, Take, drink. This is my blood that was shed for many for the remission of sins. This do in remembrance of me. Let us drink together. If you be so kind to stand with us, amen, as we look to the Lord in prayer. 
When they had sung a song, they went up and out into the Mount of Olives. Let's pray. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day that you have blessed us with. We thank you, God, for this opportunity to partake, Lord God, of this Holy Communion, realizing what you have done for us on that cross, God. And Lord, you said that you're coming again. And so as we give praise and thanks, Lord, we also are remembering that your return is imminent, Lord. And so we just want to say thank you. We thank you, God, for each individual who thought about robbery to get up this morning and to come into the house of the Lord, God. We just ask a special blessing be upon them. Bless those who are watching my live stream today, Lord God, and could not come. We pray, God, that you would just continue to bless them and keep them as well. Lord, we thank you for Sister Na and Nadia and Daniel and Lil Ziggy, Lord God, who have come this morning. We thank you for Lil Mia, Lord God, who gave her life to you this past week as well. And so, Lord, we know that you are still a God who's still in the blessing business. And we just say thank you, Lord. We ask God that you just continue to bless us. Bless Second Baptist Church of Doolstown. Bless every church that is open in your name, God, that is honoring and worshiping you. So we just want to say thank you for all of your love, for your grace, and for your mercy, for your compassion, for your understanding, God, and for your forgiveness of our sins. For we ask these things in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Church, what a mighty God we serve. Amen. Let's give the Lord praise. Under thee, may he lift up the light of his countenance upon thee and give thee peace both now and forever. In Jesus' name we say, Amen. God bless you.